106.5 WFMP, this is Community Control Now, the show seeking democratic, community-controlled public institutions with a particular interest in the U.S. policing apparatus. I'm your host, Vincent Gonzalez, hardest-working man in show business. Michael T, say what's up to the people. What's up? Yo, yo, yo. Community Control Now seeks to end the rampant abuses by the state, which greatly target persons of color and the economically disadvantaged. Community Control Now believes in all power to all oppressed people all over the world. So today, this is part two of our critical race theory talk. We're going to look at some of the reactions to this theory that's been in the news. A lot of uh, school boards have been organizing on what to do with it. Some districts have banned the practice of critical race theory. So, uh, Brother T., it's going to hit us with some uh, notes that you've had. You've mm-hmm. been really uh, had your eye on what's been going on with that. And so we'll bounce it around. And hopefully we can look at some some action plans, some solutions towards how we can get behind some of the components of critical race theory here. So, uh, yeah, what, what you yes, got Yes, this here? is an important subject, you know, and probably the hottest domestic issue uh, if we uh, leave out the pandemic or the resurging pandemic. Yeah, I guess news watchers, if you, if you watch the news, I think I've been seeing uh, it was a Texas school district. I mean, there were dozens of persons. You know, none of them had on a mask. And... You know, they they seem to be very upset. These are uh, opponents against critical race theory. So even if you don't have a grand grasp of it, it's perhaps something to pay attention to why these persons are, you know, biting back against these things, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, we, it's, it's, if we want to we'll call ourselves principled and want to be in, in front of, uh, you know, struggles that, being waged politically, you know, this this would be one that, when you know, persons need to keep their eyes on here. Yes, and a, a, a person that we all need to be keeping our eyes on is a guy named Mark Levin. Mm-hmm. He is fashioning himself as the new Rush Limbaugh. You know, Rush Limbaugh died, uh, I think it was uh, last year or earlier this year. And uh, oh no, this guy Levin is a, a best-selling author. He has about uh, maybe ten books out that have made the New York Times bestseller list. He has a radio program, and he has a TV program. He's prominently featured on Fox News, and he's clearly trying to take the mantle that Rush. Limbaugh has, and he's also was a former member of the Reagan cabinet. He was in uh, uh, Reagan's uh, uh, attorney general uh, section. Oh, he was in his office there. In the office, yeah. yeah. He had some you know, secondary office. But this the guy's guy got is a, uh, highly dangerous. That's what I was like, wow, yeah, what a resume, this guy. Yes, and he has a big following. And, uh, you know, it's part of uh, my mission. You know, I follow him, too. You know, it's called Reconnaissance. And uh, he is encouraging all of his viewers and listeners to fight against this critical race theory 
to go to these school board meetings. And one of the biggest things he's promoting right now that's causing a lot of controversy is that he's trying to put forth this thing that the teacher should have to wear or have in the classroom video to make sure that they're not, so the people can make sure that they're not teaching critical race What theory. is he talking about? Now, here's a guy, he doesn't, he doesn't even give a damn about cops carrying video cams or having them on when they're killing us, but he wants teachers to be required to have videos in their classrooms. And he's demanding that these school boards do that because, you know, critical race theory is such a dangerous proposition that we got to make sure that they're not teaching it. Now, uh, uh, fortunately, a lot of the teachers' unions, you know, the two major ones, uh, uh, who, who are they exactly? There's the a, uh, American Federation of Teachers. Mm-hmm. And what's the other one? Um, I'm not for certain, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, but there's two major yeah. ones. Now, I mean, they're standing strong. About them, yeah. And they're saying, yeah, look, we're not going to go along with this, right? You know, uh, you're going to constrict our teaching. Um, but um, he's demanding this. So we need to know, as Sun Tzu, the great Chinese warrior, said, you have to know your enemy and what they're doing. It's like chess. You can't just know about your pieces. You got to see what your 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 uh, your challenger's pieces are doing. So, so right now they are viewing critical race theory in essence is just a catch-all for any sort of dialectical any sort of I guess, zoomed out perspective analysis of race in this country. Yes, yes. It appears they don't even have a, a strong grasp of, of any of the tenets of it. Yeah, and they don't feel as though they need to. They just know they don't want it, and they have an idea, which is partially correct, that once the truth gets out about the history of this country, that it's going to demand even more than it ever did a total transformation. And I think, um, in a sense, they're more concerned, as much as they are concerned about the historic victims of Americanism being exposed to the truth, but their, their own kids being exposed to it. Because we know, you know, from last year, that one of the great developments in those uprisings was that there were so many white people, especially young ones, who allied with us mm-hmm. in the streets. Yeah. You know, and I've seen this trend even since I was uh, uh, a kid, but it, but, but it was nothing like this. I mean, we had people, for instance, back in the day in the civil rights movement and even in the black power movements, white folks who allied with us. But I can honestly say what I saw last summer was unprecedented. The numbers of young white people who marched with us and fought with us. Now, a lot of these diehard races, that's alarming to them. I mean, we're happy to see that. For them, that's like, you've betrayed us. Mm-hmm. You're so, working with those blacks. They're, they're so reactionary <laughs> that any anything that doesn't just uphold the vestige of white supremacy is is a all-out threat. I mean, they're in the links that they're willing to go. We well historically, the links that they went 
Yeah, and and with no sort of uh, remorse or a you know critical analysis. Now you know there are many you've you spoke on. There's young younger white scholars who are coming from an anti-racist lens yes, yes. And, and trying to speak those truths. But you know so many of those reactionary you know sort of lenses. We, we talked about you know we we were speaking on <coughs> I guess the uh, just to keep it focused within the educational lens the desegregation of schools yes. and how they had to call the National Guard in <laughs> at uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, because they re- refused to let the schools be integrated by these African-American students. Mm-hmm. And when we speak on, <coughs> this is not that long ago, mm-hmm. I think that maybe is, that's maybe where some of the reaction is coming from, is that these, you know, upwardly held, upheld sins that have never been atoned for yes. were, I mean, you, if you were in high school around that time, you'd probably be in your your mid or late 70s now. So you know, the, the critical questions, you said the, the kids finding out about this, white kids finding out about, you know, the lengths that these things went, yeah, they may start asking some questions like, you know, Granddad, what were you doing at that time? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. You know? And that's and when we look at it historically, let's look at the abolitionist movement. Now, we saw that alliance first developing in the abolitionist movement. You know, white people allying with escaped slaves to end slavery. Right? Now, we saw what that precipitated. The ones who wanted to hold on to slavery, you know, got so mad about that that they launched a war in which they were willing to kill other white people for not uniting with them to maintain slavery. They were willing to kill a whole lot of white folks, and they did. And they've done since then. And they don't want to see that happen again because, you know, I maintain that we are in a civil war now. And it won't be exactly like that war But where it will be similar is that there will be many white people and others fighting with us. Yeah, I would say that's what they don't want to see happen. I think you uh, many times have quoted Kwame Turi, what he said about like, you know, it's hard to do nonviolent or any sort of, you know, benevolent. Negotiations mm-hmm. with when the other side appears to not have a conscience, you know. So you you saying you know civil war that maybe that won't have the same dimensions, but I mean many times I mean the, you think about the hearts and minds, the psyches of these things. It's gonna come down to because look at how reactionary they are. Yeah, it's gonna come down to a critical mass. So everywhere um, these thoughts are propagated, that we need to have a social force. Of, of serious and organized individuals who are ready to stomp that out. Yes. You know, no parts of that ideology should remain. Yes. And again, many of those diehard, uh, what I call them white nationalists, and I want to explain that again, um, they saw that developing in 2020. You can believe mm-hmm. that. You know, we, you know, a lot of us are very proud to, you know, finally see the unprecedented numbers of black and white and other people coming together to 
fight against police brutality and repression. Uh, but for many people in this country, that was a bad omen for them because it upends the white nationalist narrative because see, a lot of people in this country think that this is a white nation set up for white people and we're just sort of here mm -hmm. to entertain them and to work for them and to have some people here that they can feel better than. They like yeah. that setup. They like that setup, yeah. <laughs> you know, I and um, and but part of our struggle has always been that, look, number one, you aren't even the original people here. Yeah. Right. This is part they, of the white supremacy. You're not even the original people here. They, there is there are some estimates that there were upwards of 300 million indigenous persons yeah. of different tribes and nations yeah. on what we consider the you know. And that includes the Mexicans. You, you, mm -hmm. People yeah. don't realize that the nation yeah. of Mexico went from extended from the Gulf of Mexico all the way up to Canada. It included about seven or eight what are now U.S. states, California, Nevada, that was all part of Mexico that was stolen by the settlers. So we, we live in, a, 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 in what started out as settler colonialism. You know, European co colonists, as they did all over the world, came here and were able to take the land. And, of course, you know, they went to Africa and got slaves to build the land. And... In doing that, they claim that this is ours and we yeah. should control. Not the people who did the work, not the people who were here originally. Yeah, some, so, of the, some of the, I mean, you know, the original uh, sort of uh, narratives of help them survive the harsh winters that they had never seen before. Yeah. You know, the indigenous persons who taught yeah. them how to cultivate crops. And I mean, that's yeah. just a complete, I mean, it, it almost. Instead of just lying, it's just a, a, an abject negation of their existence. I don't know the current numbers of um, indigenous persons and all the different tribes, but we know that, you know, the straits are pretty dire on the reservation. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's got to be, I mean, if I think it's almost like barely a million. Yeah, it got the that, original you know. people, you know, the ones they didn't kill off, living on reservations... The people who property, were enslaved yeah. and supposedly were freed through a civil war are still fighting for not only citizenship rights that we were supposed to have with the 13th, 14th, 15th Amendment, but our human rights, which yeah. go beyond all of that. A, a nation. And anything. all of that is premised on the notion that, well, this is primarily a white nation. And, you know, if we want to give you some rights, be patient. Yeah. You know, we'll we, eventually you know, do it. You know, eggs are being broken to make this <laughs> omelet that is America. Yeah. But I do want to say that you are listening to 106.5 WFMP. This is Community Control Now. Vincent Gonzalez, Michael T. Man, we're really hitting hard on this critical race theory. Yes. Taking and, a lens on I'm, how people are reacting to it. No, my apologies. We, uh, and what I want to say is that, you know, we have to understand, you know, we have to reject that. Now, the irony is that, again, like with the confused slaves, there are some oppressed people 
who are willing to concede that. Yes, where's, this is the white man's nation. There's where, nothing we can do about it. Where's that right? coming from? Where's that, I mean? Well, miseducation. Not recognizing that they weren't the original ones and they didn't do most of the work. So, again, not that they should be excluded from the country, but they are no more than part of the country. That their domination was based on killing the original people and then racist immigration policies. While they were killing the original people, they were making sure that the immigration policies were set up in a way that more Europeans were able to come into the country and fewer people of color. They managed that in such a way, you know, as people were coming here. These are some of the first treatises (laughs) of this country, you know, after... They broke their, uh, you know, g- gained their independence from Britain and all the different. Yes. They had a lot of help from the French, but yes. you know that they, they got started on that foot. I mean, it was it was dare I say the 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 limestone <laughs> within which this country is is based upon comes from a you know a lens of you know racist white supremacist yeah. uh, direction, and that's become part of the culture. And I think some of them are not even conscious of it. And there are some diehards who are very conscious of it and are promoting that. You know, when we look at the Klan and some of these other Nazis and Levin, Mark Levin, and Rush Limbaugh and all of them, mm-hmm. they know what they're doing. It's almost a, it's a, a degree, a bit more of honesty yeah. <laughs> to how they're seeing these things. Because that, that's the, you know, it, it, in a white supremacist nation in terms of, the you know, the, the founding principles. Yeah. One would want to uphold that because that's yeah. what we started on. So, but, but then there's another group who are, you know, confused and much like we are in many other ways. Where you know they think they look at it like this. Well, why isn't it a, a white, you know, predominantly white What's nation? So wrong with because, that? because you know we're the majority of the people. Okay, let's stop right there. You're the majority of the people. How did that happen? This is, as we said earlier, this was a majority red and brown country, even before black people came here. It wasn't mostly white folks from here, you know. This was majority red people and those brown people who were from the Mexican nation. Now, how did it go from that to a majority white country. What happened to those brown and red people? Yeah. What happened to all those black people? Part of the thing there with black people, then they brought us in as a workforce. They tried to do it with, they tried to enslave the Indians. I mean, many of them were enslaved, but they couldn't take that harsh enslavement and they died off. But it uh, just so happened we could take it. We came from cultures which were doing that type of work. Indians weren't used to working like that. Their systems couldn't take the white diseases that were coming okay. from Europe. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us could take that, you know, you know, for a lot of we, you f- know, mostly subtropical reason. climates were yeah. able to sort of, you know, that that wasn't, uh, you know, disease can't thrive yeah. in certain ways. Certain certain ones can, but I guess the ones the smallpox and the ones that they came with, it was just really a a, a very high, uh, unfortunate. The, you know, roll of the dice. Really? That, that was, and, and, <laughs> and fomented by a high degree of cruelty because, you know, the, you know, pre-colonial Europe was no, uh, 
picnic lunch. It was, really? you know, kind of barbaric in yeah. so many they ways. They had just come from plagues. That's mm-hmm. part of the thing that drove them to the New World because Europe was in shambles. Yeah. They were fighting each other. European nations were fighting and, you know, Black calamitous. Death almost killed like a third of their population. Yeah, they had plagues. Yeah. So a lot of them were looking for any other space to get away from that. Mm-hmm. But in doing that, and they, as they came to the New World, these other places... They didn't seek to, okay, well, we're in the new world. Let's see what these people are doing and see if we can live cooperatively with them. They've taught that somewhat. <laughs> I, I, I remember, you know, every Thanksgiving in the Jefferson County public school system about uh, Squanto. And, you know, they had the feast the first Thanksgiving with the pilgrims. And there's no mention about what happened after yeah, the, the massacre, you know, yeah, the slaughters, no, mm-hmm. you know, and um, so you know, again, critical race theory makes everybody have to focus on mm-hmm. that history. What's so, what's so wrong with that? I mean, what I'm trying to, I'm you're saying these things. I'm trying to find like, well, the the, wrong, the wrongness is if you are upholding a white nationalist position that these descendants of these original settlers should remain in control, that that's no big thing and it's caused no big problems, <laughs> really, then you'll be totally against that. Now, if you maintain that, okay, you know, this was wrong and we need to make compensation and ultimately we, you know, we need to share the wealth here and share the power with the people who created it, with the remaining people who we killed, you know, the indigenous people, you know, then you, you know, you, you can accept it. But if you want to hold on to that white nationalist domination then you're going to fight that tooth and nail. And uh, uh, like I said, a lot of them don't even realize that they're doing it. They just take that for granted. They look at the world, they see who's on top and what they look like, and they accept that. Yeah, well, that's the way it is. Maybe God made it like that because they don't know the history. God didn't make it like that. Oppression and domination and settler colonialism and slavery yeah. and immigration policies made it like you, that. You don't it's get a human the, problem. You don't get to have your cake and eat it, too. Either you're honest about what happened and put forth the steps to, you know, rectify yes. the, the, the <laughs> horrors of this or, you know, just be honest and say you don't care and, and say that you, you're you OK with all of those things. It, <laughs> it doesn't look good on the you know, front cover of People magazine to speak that truth, but their, their actions say otherwise. You know, so this is what we're up against here. Is is, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you're on top of these things, and that yeah. you know, hopefully and, we and can see the build other the thing, forces here. And I, and as I said before, and this is to our advantage, is that you know we've come into generations now who have gotten some more information, because you know you can't totally suppress the truth forever, and many white people are learning the truth. Mm-hmm. And they're starting to question that. Well, why did this happen like this? You know, why did my buddy say I was the devil and he didn't like white people? Why? You know, they're starting to ask questions. So get, they're going. <laughs> they're getting beyond the initial reaction of, you know, the, I mean, the guilt and shame that comes with, you know, your lineage <laughs> played a huge role in mm-hmm. the high high dollar subjugation of other people. Yeah, you know, and and 
and how do you atone from that sin? Yeah. And some of the best, and you know I read these, the best historiography that's coming out is being done by young white historians. Mm-hmm. They're uncovering information that many yeah. black people couldn't get so access to. The walls to. are closing in. And yeah, I think, I'd say, <laughs> you, you know, know, these these Gen Zers, you know, these these younger folks, you know, they they many of them are, are on top of it. I know you speak on like many, uh, you know, left leftists and uh, you know anarchist types. They're very, uh, you know, the anti-fascist movement. Many of that is dealing with uh, white supremacists, yeah. you know, cadre organizations. Yeah, when you hear, you know, Trump and all of these right-wingers talk about, oh, we hate Antifa, you know, they hate the fact that there's some white people who's fighting against mm-hmm. their oppression and, I, lo- and linking up with Black yeah. Lives Matter and black mm-hmm. people, and they hate that. I would say dominant, <laughs> yeah, dominant power systems, that's one of any, any sort of the smallest bit of truth-telling, of resistance to their rank-and-file narrative is its bad for business, yeah. to say the least, you know? And what's complicating it even more for them, okay, they look at all of these brown people, and this is like poetic justice, coming back over the border that they created. They created that border. Like I said, Mexico included what we now call yeah. Part of America. And they, this was their land. They cut deals <laughs> with persons in what used to be Mexico in, in present day yeah. California, Sierra Madre. Texas. And, uh, yeah, they, they cut <laughs> deals that said you can stay here. Yeah. Which completely negates any sort of back and forth that yeah. they speak of, you know. Yeah, they created that border. And now they see these people overrunning the border. It's almost like I said, poetic justice. You know, you know, all of their stuff is coming back on them. It, uh, these are brown people. Yeah. So, well, That's a challenge and, to white nationalism. Yeah, and they're over here. They're over here to do service industry jobs that the apparatus and the, and the role of capital does not want to do one to one because it doesn't. You know, the American yeah. dream wasn't about putting shingles on a roof. That that doesn't look. It's not as sexy. Yeah. You know. So they. You know. You have this sort of like. Um, behind the scenes, you know, economic—I don't know what to call it. You know, just a, a, a up, up, you know, upholding this stuff. It's it's being put together with wig tape. You know, so it's it, 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 it's funny. Yeah, you gotta looking at these things is so important because, like, it's very much a house of cards. So, yeah, we we're going to the school board here for uh, Jefferson County Public Schools. We're going to the meeting. We're going to speak. We get three minutes, and we're going to touch on. There's been some forces uh, going against, you know, um, critical race theory. And, uh, I think the adjacent county had some, you know, there were many people, uh, Oldham County, they, they had many people at their last school board meeting who they said almost all of them were speaking out against it with maybe one or two um, persons that were that were pro this theory. So... Yeah, we're we're gonna put together some of the analysis that we've mm-hmm. discussed today. Hope to put that out. You know, make the three minutes count as much as possible. And, yeah, and we've got to yeah. be clear on this too, because uh, you know we were saying earlier. You know, part of the opposition is that uh, well, if we tell the truth about our history, it will make the white kids feel bad. Mm-hmm. Now, I contend 
Number one, the white kids aren't as fragile as you think they are. Some of them already know about these things. I mean, it's not like all of this stuff is as hidden as it was even 10 years ago. They're no fools. I also mentioned that some of the best scholarship on this is happening by, you know, young college students and yeah. post-college students. So they're, they're already getting this They're able to see, the, the, see this theory as something that they can, uh, you know, gravitate towards. And, you know, they see themselves in it. You know, it, it really doesn't hold a lot of water, this whole... You know, hurt feelings, and and like you said, they didn't care too much about uh, black and brown people's feelings when they were fomenting and propagating. You know, they saw, and they didn't care about our feelings when they were teaching us lies. Mm -hmm. You know how we had to sit in classes and hear, "Yes, Ham cursed you," you know, and 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 you're enslaved because you were stupid and underdeveloped in Africa. They didn't care about how that gave us a sense of inferiority that we, many of us live with today. But, man, the struggle still remains. Community control now, we're serious. You know, we're here to uh, stay on top of these things, give a critical analysis, and fight back. You know, all, we, all we're waiting for is uh, those who are serious with us to, to band together and uh, let's throw down. Let's see what we can get accomplished and fight back from these forces that seek to uh, separate us. So, Community Control Now, signing off.